Hey there, loves. I'm Allie Adair Chung, and this is The Conscious Family Project, where we take the insane amount of homeschooling, parenting, and family lifestyle information out there and break it down into simple, actionable steps that set your unique family up for success. It is time for your brave decisions to reap big rewards, for your family life to be brimming over with joy, for your relationships to be meaningful, connected, and fun, and for you to fully step into the freedom that the conscious family lifestyle has to offer. But for real, how do you get it all done? I can't believe how many times I've gotten this question recently, and it kind of cracks me up. I think it's because people are so new to this and it's so big looking that it can be overwhelming to think like of the things you are already doing and adding so much more to it. So the truth is no one gets everything done. Like that's just not real. (laughs) We're all human. It's not possible. But I have figured out a few of what I think are game changing helpers with things like household duties, homeschooling, parenting, and everything else on your plate. It's pretty crucial to simplify in order to make room for joy. Otherwise we are constantly running to the next thing And that makes us completely incapable of being present because of all the things that get left undone or are undone in that moment. So I've broken up my my tips into a few different categories for you. First, scheduling. So I've talked about it a little bit before, but Sunday family meeting, guys, if you haven't started doing it and you've been listening to this podcast, whoa, do it, do it, do it. It's so, so fabulous. It's such a game changer. Our Sunday family meetings set us up for success each week, and it helps us foresee any areas where we may need to make changes to make our life simpler and easier and more joyful. And sometimes that means that we're changing up the plans for something as simple as dinner, but have you ever gotten to the end of the day and realized that everybody was waiting for you to start cooking? <laughs> um, those usually That usually happens on days when you're crazy busy, and doing things like the family meeting helps us all to foresee where that might happen and just know that either um you know my husband needs to help and make like pre-make dinner that morning before he goes to to, goes to work or i need some extra time the night before to pre-make dinner we can kind of foresee things like that when we we sit and we do the family meeting together so definitely definitely do that um it's also a way to rally your team and we i am all about rallying your team the next one is our rhythm schedule. I, I, it is not possible with how, much, how many things I have to keep in my head every day just for our entire family to function. Anything that I can automate and make run on its own is crucial because I can't, um, I just can't have everything in my head all the time. Things would slip through the cracks so easily. So creating a rhythm schedule for our family has been just Oh, so helpful because everybody knows what's next. It's not, I'm not having to constantly um, look at the clock or go back and check my planner. We just all know that we come together and we have breakfast and we do morning basket. And after that, we all pick up, we have some free time. Then we come together again and we do our chores and get dressed and ready for the day. Then we're going to go and be active. Then we'll come back. You know, we just know what the flow of the day is. 
And so I also, because I know the flow of the day, I know where I can fit things in that I need to do um, that are different than what's on the family schedule because we already have that built in. And the kids know they're going to have free play time after they finish this or that. They know when it's a part of the day. So it's also easier for them to transition into things that need to get done. For example, in the morning after we've cleaned up breakfast, we've had our morning basket, um, I usually have to nurse the baby and get him down for a nap. I'll put in loads of laundry. Sometimes I have to do work calls or emails. So that's a time where they get a little buffer where they go play. They know that that time exists and they know that um, they have more playtime in the afternoon. So when I come to get them and say, okay guys, it's time for us to go do our chores and get dressed for the day, it is very rare that I have complaints or a problem with that because they just know that that's the flow of our day and that they'll be able to come back. So it's an automatic thing, but it's not so rigid that I'm chasing a clock all day. I can get the things done I need to do and I just know everyone knows what's coming next. So rhythm schedule was a huge game changer for us. We also do a four day a week school week and a year round school schedule because that gives us room to be extremely flexible as life happens. So those things have been huge changes as far as being able to get everything accomplished. One thing with the four day a week um, school week and year round schedule, this means that if an opportunity comes up, so maybe this could be something like I'm asked to speak at an event or it could be an opportunity to travel with friends to a national park, or um, grandparents are taking a trip and decide to take the kids with them, or you know, there's so many fun things that come up and can be available to kids when you're homeschooling because you're not stuck to the schedule. Um, that doing things this way where we know we have an extra day in the week if we ever need it, and we know that we can always take a break from school and come back to it because we don't have to get it all done before summertime, it gives us opportunities to really take advantage of those joyful things that come up in life. So that's part of the scheduling. The next section I want to talk about is school. So the way I've simplified things at school, for or at school, our homeschool. So at school means like, you know, our kitchen table. But morning basket is one of my favorite things in the whole world. And I learned about this from Pam Barnhill. There's a couple other just amazing people out there who talk about morning basket and are so skilled in putting together lesson plans for it and giving suggestions. But morning basket has been such a beautiful way for us to start our day for me to connect with my kids and have great conversations, um, to cover topics that are just beautiful and that I want to be a part of their education, but that we don't necessarily make time for in other times. Like it's not something I'm gonna set up a whole, you know, a whole series of lessons to go over Shakespeare and teach them about Shakespeare, but I can read a couple of sonnets or pages a day in the morning basket. Um, we also do like geography here and we do all kinds of stuff in our morning basket, but it's automatic. It's, I literally have a cart next to the, um, kitchen table and it has all of our morning basket things in it. Our rhythm schedule tells us what our focus is for each morning basket. And then we have the list of things we always do. Um, and it's just completely automatic. And at the very beginning of the year, I set up terms. So like our first term. Well, I have, you know, a song we're doing, a, a focus in our foreign language, um, things like that. So I know what everything's going to be for the whole year. And I only need to switch out materials every term, which is about every six weeks. And other than that, it completely runs on its own. Totally game changer. Another thing I've done is subject buckets. 
So especially for younger grades, although this is true for older ones too because they have so many books for each subject, um, I have buckets for each subject that have the label on the side that says like, you know, reading, Grady, um, math, Charlie. So um, they know they can go get their bucket when it's time for that subject and absolutely everything we need for that subject is in that bucket. And what I use for the buckets are those fabric cubes that have like a label on the side and I think I was able to buy like a pack of 12 for like $18 on Amazon. So they're not a super heavy investment, but it makes such a huge difference. And I just put them, they fit on a bookshelf. So they can just go to the bookshelf, grab their bucket for that subject, and I know everything's in there. I'm not constantly like chasing things down. Also, these buckets kind of keep things hidden so that like the abacus doesn't go missing because it was a part of a game somewhere else. <laughs> Anybody else have that problem? Because that definitely has happened to us. All the little like pieces of things just magically vanish because well, they were treasure in our you know treasure hunt and things like that and they disappear so subject buckets another one is i have a supply command center is what i call it so in the center of our homeschool table i have a lazy susan that has glue pencils paper or not paper paper somewhere else sorry but like pa uh, pencils markers pen, uh, pens crayons sharpeners like all of the stuff they need in that capacity is in the lazy susan in the center of the table everyone knows where it is everyone knows where they go back to that's where it stays then we have a closet in another bedroom where we keep all of our homeschool supplies like our art project supplies everything and everything is there it's available it's in one spot um, it's labeled so anybody can go grab what they need, put things back. The kids, the labels have pictures so the kids can put things back where they belong. Um, having our supplies in those two areas and everybody knowing where they are makes our day so much simpler. Um, and when I need to gather stuff up for the week, one spot. I have to go one spot. It's all there. I know right away if I'm missing something or need something. Um, and it just makes things a lot, a lot simpler and quicker. The other thing is I prefer set and forget curriculum. So when I talk about set and forget, there's I feel like set and forget is a little different than open and go. When I talk about open and go, what I'm talking about is um, curriculum that's literally like one book and you open it, put a bookmark in, you do that lesson, close it, put the bookmark back in. Like you, it's very, you're just open and it's there. When I'm talking about set and forget, it's a type of curriculum where I can get everything ready at the beginning of the year. I, as the teacher, can learn, um, or you know, the homeschooling parent can learn the methodology, the way the lessons work at the beginning of the year. And from there, all I need is my bucket. And I can manage, I don't have to constantly go back um, to see what I need to cover that week, if I need to be grabbing extra materials, if I need to be you know, doing extra things throughout the week, I can get it all prepared at the beginning of the year and from there it becomes kind of, kind of open and go. There may be extra materials and things involved, but it's not something I have to constantly think about and plan and prep for every week, I guess, is what I'm saying. So um, I'm pretty strategic <laughs> with, our, with our supply or our curriculum in that way. All right, the next area I wanna talk about is cleaning and organizing. This may not be your bag, but I just, this is an area that is not an area of joy for me, guys. I I am not someone who um, like cleans when I'm stressed or, you know, loves cleaning for company and stuff. It's just not my thing. Um, I do love a clean put away house. That makes me very happy. But the actual physical process of managing these things is a huge drain on me. So I have to simplify and automate it as much of it as possible. 
And the first thing I'm going to tell you is about laundry. Um, and I actually got this tip from Treehouse Schoolhouse. She is a lovely homeschooler. She's got young kids. Um, she's very creative. But she taught this tip like on her Instagram and I implemented it and it was a total game changer. Um, so what she did is, you know those Ikea cube drawers that have like eight, um, eight shelves and then they have like the cube boxes that go in it? So we have one of those and I labeled um, four for each of my older kids. One is undies, bathing suits and socks. One is pajamas and then I have a bottoms and a tops one. Um, so they each have four cubes. My kids spend most of their time in play clothes. Their clothes are not things that need to be like ironed and hung up and things like that. Because remember, this is not an area of joy in my life. So I'm not, I have this beautiful friend. I love her so much. She really like ironing is a joy for her. Like she is like, yes, I am going to be ironing on Saturday afternoon. That's her quiet time. She puts on her podcasts and she just loves it. I get no joy from that. So I'm not gonna buy clothes that are needing that. So this won't work for people who like to do that. But if you're like me and Mount Laundry is exhausting and you're not into um, ironing clothes and your kids have mostly play clothes, this works really well. So when I um, do all the laundry and I have Mount Laundry sitting on my bed, each of the kids has their own laundry basket. I pull their stuff out and I throw it in their basket. Then my kids, and they started doing this at ages three and five, take their laundry basket into their room and they can sort it into the four cubbies. So I do not have to fold my big kids clothes, like ever, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's it. The next thing I wanna talk about is, I've mentioned before how we do chores when we're doing our getting dressed part of our routine. And the way I decide what we're gonna be doing is every Sunday night I go around and kinda of look around and see what we need to do in the house. And then I pick a focus for each morning. So Monday might be bathrooms, Tuesday we might declutter an area, uh, Wednesday might be putting away laundry, whatever it is that we need to do. And we spend about 15 minutes doing it. So we have a different focus area on that each day of the week for those 15 minutes. So in total, we take that 15 minutes in the morning, the 15 minute um, just before dinner cleanup, and then we pick up our meals throughout the day. And that's pretty much how we keep our house running. And it's simple and everyone knows it's coming. And we put on music and make it as enjoyable as possible. And it works out well for us. So the last thing I wanna talk about are what I like to call joy bubbles. And I know that's silly. If you can't tell that I'm a goofball, then I don't know, you might not have been listening well enough, but total goofball over here. And I love looking for ways to just infuse my children's childhood and my motherhood with joy. So one of the things that I do is when it's time for school, I have a special song that calls everyone to the table. I put on Jackson 5's ABC as loud as I can throughout the whole house, um, or even just like on my phone as loud as possible. And we dance and we're silly and we get our wiggles out as we all move to the table. And everyone just knows that you need to be sitting at the table by the end of the song. But even if we had a rough morning or people are feeling tired or it's just, you know, not a good day or it's a great day, but we're invested in something else when it's time to do school, we play that song and it's just a seamless transition where we all get to be silly and fun. And I really hope that that's something that my kids remember forever. And I think they will because it's, a constant source of joy in our day. So we have songs to call us to the table. Another thing is, is 
one of the benefits of homeschooling is that we have the opportunity to be truly spontaneous with our kids and spontaneity is a memory sparker. So I remember as a kid, my family was super into Star Wars. It started with my older brother and then it just became a thing in our family. And so when my younger sister and I were in school, the new movies had come out. And when they would come out, my parents would let us take the day off school to do like the midnight showing or see it during the school day. And it was just a special thing we did. But that was such a huge like piece of joy that we had together that it was something completely out of the norm and I still remember those days so vividly that's not something that's easy to do anymore because we all know absences are so um, closely monitored but when you homeschool you have the complete freedom to make this a part of their childhood spontaneity and joy can be infused into their childhood now spontaneity is not your thing if the idea of waking up and being like okay we're gonna have a beach day just terrifies you i totally get it you can schedule spontaneity it can still be spontaneous uh, spontaneous i don't know what that was spontaneous for your kids so maybe every other month you plan a day that the kids don't know about where you are going to spend the entire day at the beach or maybe you're going to go to a movie in the middle of the week or um, you know, there's so many things you could do. Maybe it's just a day you're all going to play in the backyard and do water balloons. Whatever it is, something that is just special and fun and completely unique um, to your family and separate from what is the normal routine. It's special. It's joyful. It's something that will create memories. It can be going to a museum too if museums open soon. That's one of my family's favorite things to do. But schedule it if it's not your thing. But spontaneity, make spontaneity joy bubbles. And then the other thing is rabbit holes. Our kids can come up with the most insightful, interesting questions. And when we can make space for them to travel down that path of the, the questions that come up for them, there's so much learning that can happen and it's joyful, interest-led learning. All you have to do is whip out your phone and YouTube some kids' videos about that topic or get on the computer and um, find books read aloud about the topic or um, order a book from the library that you can pick up later that day or later that week. There's so many ways to keep this really simple but really enjoy that um, the way their brains work and take them on those journeys as they find things that spark their interest. Another thing, other things that I like to have around are subscription kits that just kind of expose us to new different ideas and let my kids try things that they may not have tried otherwise. We also try to get a lot of baking in, not a lot, I should say. I try to do it at least once a week. There's so much that can come from baking. It's a good time to talk to one another and spend quality time together. Um, it's great sensory work. There's learning involved as far as measuring and changing measurements and how heat works and chemical reactions. There's so much you can do with baking. And the last thing that I really wanna encourage you to do, and if this makes you cringe, I'm gonna encourage you even more, make bubbles of messy fun. So things like, one of the things we love to do is like play volleyball in the mud. So when our, when our grass is super muddy, we go and play. Um, I will um, make shaving cream paint, which is super easy and super fun. And we use shaving cream, cream paint in the bathtub, or we do water balloons, or um, we'll greet dad at the door when he comes in with Nerf guns. Whatever it is, just find ways to just play with your kids and have fun. And if you need to, schedule it. 
Pinterest, go to Pinterest, Google some ways to play this way and put them on your schedule and don't tell the kids about it. And then when it's the day to do it, it'll be a big surprise and fun for them, but it'll work and fit into your routine as well. So enjoy those kids. It's such a short time that we get to be with them. And I want you to look back on this time and feel all of the joy and all of the beauty of the experience and not just see the blur of the busyness and the to-do list that never got finished. All right, everybody. So that was all of my tips for how I simplify our home to make as much room as possible for joy in our homeschool. If you haven't had a chance yet, make sure you head over to my website at Chung and check out my homeschooling starter kit. And I've got some great videos over there for you guys. I'm also on Instagram all the time doing lives and talking about how I do all of this stuff in day to day. I also do a lot of Q&A over there. So make sure you check it out, Conscious Family Project over at Instagram. I love talking to you guys. It's literally one of my favorite things. So I hope that this is helpful to you. I just want to leave you with one last thought. Parenthood doesn't have to be an overburdened race to college where you can't even remember what happened because you were go, go, going so constantly that there was no moments left for joy. Let's start saying no to this model because it sucks and it robs us of joy. Be an objective observer. Look at where your bottlenecks are and start brainstorming, reaching out to your community for solutions. Please don't let another go day, a day go by in a blur. You don't need to. You can enjoy this. You can make space for it. And it can be a great memory for all of you. All right, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Hey, friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation or you're looking for more resources, be sure to head to my website at aliadarechung.com. You can also go to the show notes for this episode to find great free resources and my Instagram and Facebook handle. I can't wait to connect with you.